Canada curious? This is the Yes We Canada podcast, the progressive's guide to getting the fuck out. This episode, Pandemia Nervosa. Americans, hello, bonjour, welcome to season two. I'm Matt Zimbel in Montreal. Let's get you up to date. When we last spoke in May of 2021, Trump supporters were claiming that the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol was actually executed by the FBI in a joint venture with Black Lives Matter and Antifa, who were false flagging the riot by masquerading in Trump merch. Whew, heesh. A lot of BS to unpack there, no? And that's not all. A lot has happened in America since our last episode. The coronavirus raged, gun violence was out of control, Afghanistan was overrun by the Taliban, who had rebranded and now claimed that they were, like, kind of cool with chicks having, like, equal rights as long as they don't, like, work outside the home, go to school, or play sports. And U.S. President Joe Manchin wasn't getting anything done for the progressives. Your Republicans have been hard at work, desperately trying to fix a voter fraud problem that doesn't exist and won't go away, and gerrymandering and legislation that restricts voters' rights has replaced rodent hunting as the new redneck pastime. It seems hard to believe if you live in the fact-based world, but Trump supporters are still claiming that all those white people who stormed the Capitol were either patriots engaging in legitimate political discourse, or drug-ravaged Antifa members. So, yep, you're still moving north. Hello, bonjour, welcome to Canada. You're going to trade your so-called democracy for a social democracy. Keep on trucking, eh? Yeah, look, I know. After I had the Arctic audacity to itemize your miserable lives, it would only be fair for you to say, Hey, Canada Stan, you bunch of smug, self-righteous snowbacks. How's it going up there anyway, eh? Well, look, first of all, hey, thanks for asking. Usually your exceptionalism prevents such touching displays of caring for others. But because I'm one of y'all, your self-interest is my self-interest. I know, I know, you know all about our truck parking problem in Ottawa. And and we're going to get to that later in the season. But let me bring you up to date on the North, particularly on our health. So we got the COVID up here. But as we've discussed on Yes, We Can It in the past, the square footage of our country is a lot bigger than yours. And we have far fewer people than you do. So we've been physically distancing since the 1800s. It's no biggie up here. Our government-run free healthcare system up here reported far fewer deaths per capita than your private for-profit healthcare system down there. But because you're so fashion-forward, you guys had much cooler-looking PPE. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> PPE. <laughs> PPE. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Our government sent us all money to stay home and Every night at sundown, we'd all go out to our porches and balconies and bang on pots and pans to show thanks to our essential workers. (laughs) 
Now, where I live in Quebec, we had a lockdown with a side order of curfew. Check this out, patriots. We were forbidden, forbidden to leave our homes from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. from January 9th, 2021 until May 28th, 2021. Five months hostage. Lock them all up. Imagine this. You're outside smoking a joint in Montreal where weed is legal, talking to a couple of cops about college football when the clock strikes eight. And they freaking arrest you. Not for smoking a joint, but for being outside. To get some perspective on how bad our COVID was compared to yours, let's rewind 11 months before vaccine times. It's the summer of 2020. The pandemic is raging, and yet the social calendar at the Donald Trump White House proceeds undeterred. It's one glamorous super spreader event after another. The stench of Republicans on the White House lawn is almost overwhelming. Air kisses galore and not a mask in sight. <laughs> Did y'all try the mock chicken? Damn, it's an excellent dietary source of COVID-19. Oh, Amy, Amy, girl, come over here. Y'all got your butt on a bench. Good for you, girl. Honey, you go. And by midsummer 2020, Donnie's White House had more COVID cases than the entire Canadian province of Nova Scotia, population one million. Just another gleaming example of the right getting it right. You go, patriots. Up here in Canada, Stan, we had no vaccines because we had no domestic capacity for manufacturing vaccines. Because our big pharma is not as big as your big pharma. Not that size matters, I'm told, and told, and told. We tried to make a Canadian vaccine. We wanted something organic and free-range, but it didn't really work that well. And then, as usual, we looked at what you guys did and copied it because <laughs> you guys are cool. <laughs> and then, on April 3rd, 2020, the American Center for Disease Control said, Hang on just a gall darn second. We take it back. Masks are actually a good idea. Sorry. And so three days later, on April 6, 2020, our chief public health officer said, Ah, forget what I said about saving the mask for the health workers. If you leave your house, wear a mask. Ah, much better. Just zoom in. You get the first glimpse of the outgoing president, Donald Trump, with the first lady there on the red carpet. Then let's go back to January 20th, 2021. Your variant of concern departs the White House in disgrace and moves back to Mar-a-Lago. While this happens, your death rate improves, most likely because of the arrival of the vaccine and a brand new virus called the Marjorie Taylor Green, which had its very own variant, the Lauren Boebert. Yesterday, on the first day of the mask requirement for the House, at least 24 Republicans were seen defying it, including Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. That same day, a witness told CNN that Boebert threw a mask back at a House staffer when she was offered one. In January of 2022, the CDC reduced the COVID isolation period from 10 days to five days. And up here, we're like, hmm, 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Let's do that, eh? Five days American? Hot damn! That's only like seven days Canadian. Cool. <coughs> cool. <coughs> cool. Cool. <coughs> Just like in the States, our racialized communities were hit harder by the pandemic, but we solved that problem the Canadian way by not talking about it publicly. That said, there were a lot of differences in our response to the virus. Our top doctor did not have to have 24-hour armed protection after receiving death threats from anti-vaxxers. And our top doctor didn't receive a threat by the former special counselor to the president of the United States, Steve Bannon, an accused and pardoned felon, who suggested on his podcast that your top doctor undergo a surgical procedure known as a headectomy, a.k.a. Decapitation by sword. Positively Taliban-esque, Steve. Americans, I have condolences for you. You lost five of your conservative, COVID-denying, right-wing radio hosts because COVID killed them. Now, I don't mean to gloat, but in Canada, we didn't lose five right-wing radio hosts who were anti-COVID because we don't have five pandemic-denying right-wing radio hosts in Canada. Cause I'm a vax man. Yeah, I'm a vax man. And now that President Joe Manchin has dashed all your hopes for a progressive rebirth, you're looking at Canadian real estate listings again, and you'd be well within your rights, as one of our faithful podcast listeners, to ask a few questions about Canadian COVID. Like... Um, like... What will the ninth wave be like in Canada? Probably a lot like the eighth wave with just a dash more sexual tension. Okay. What's the most dangerous place in Canada to get COVID, like besides Alberta? Oh, Alberta. That's where we store our rednecks. Uh, why does my mask have bad breath? I'm not sure it's your mask. Is it true that the Canadian strain of COVID contains the same mRNA molecular structure as herpes and head lice? Asking for a friend? In Canada, do you have a top doctor? Yes, we do. Her name is Dr. Teresa Tam, and she speaks with a slight British accent and therefore sounds smarter than your Dr. Anthony Fauci. Who talks with a Brooklyn accent and sounds like Tony fucking Soprano with a stethoscope. Is your top doctor good? Well, she seems very competent, but let's be frank here. I'm not sure I'm the best judge of epidemiologists specializing in airborne diseases. And we have time for one last question. Will y'all grant Dr. Fucci political asylum in Canada when Trump is re-elected in 2024? Of course we will. An American doctor has never willingly moved to Canada before. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the top doctor. Okay, let's get back to work here. Our border with y'all will shut down for 19 months. Imagine that, America. For 19 months... You were cut off from us. But because we're a gracious people, we reopened our shared border with y'all on the 9th of August, 2021. Then you self-centered, exceptionalist little shits had the audacity to keep your border closed to Canadians until the 8th of November, two more months. You know, stop acting like your country is some exclusive disco in New York City. You're not. Because by November of 2021, the chance of catching COVID and dying in the United States was about one in a thousand. And yet, 
according to the National Safety Council, the chance of dying in the U.S. by gunfire was much better. Only 1 in 358. So this year, I'm going on vacation to the States, got my three jabs, got my mask, got my full body armor. Let's do this thing! Look, it's been about 100 years since the last pandemic. It's been 100 years since satirists like me have had such a juicy target, and all I'm doing is complaining about it. So that's it. I'm over it. No more chatting about COVID molecular structures, mask mandates, and rock star epidemiologists. I'm just... (laughs) Excuse me. That's weird. I can't taste my coffee. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you for episode two, season two, in 30 days. I hope.